this is my grandmother, Brittany Singlehart. I'm interviewing her for dual credit sociology. Okay, now to begin. How old are you? I'm 69 years old. And how long have you lived in Marceline? We came to Marceline in 1953. We had just been married a year when we came here. And we have lived in this area the rest of, of my life. Where did you live? When we first came to Marceline, we lived in an apartment upstairs directly across the highway from the MFA station now. We had a, an apartment up there and it was very cold. The people who owned the house did not keep it warm and all that winter I was very cold and then we decided that we needed to find a different place. What kind of job did you have? Would you like to know some more about where we lived after we left the apartment? I think probably that would be a part of history of Marceline because it was a big three-story house right next to the overhead bridge between the overhead bridge and town. Three-story house, it had been moved there. Uh, house movers moved it about a block and a half to make way for a new house down on the Kansas Avenue. This house had 14 rooms and three baths in it and we rented out two apartments on the second floor, one apartment on the third floor. Each floor had their own bathroom and then we lived in the downstairs apartment. We rented our apartments for $40 a month and we furnished all the utilities so that gives you an idea of how times have changed. We lived there for about 15 years during the time that our two boys were in grade school and this was their, the home that they would remember during those years. Okay, what kind of job did you have? When I came to Marceline, I was expecting a baby, so that was my job for about three years. And then when our second boy was a baby, my husband, Louie, who was a railroader, was laid off on the railroad and money was short, so I went to work at Walsworth Publishing. I worked nights and Louie drove a taxi during the day so he could babysit at night. And uh, I worked at Walsworth on the first machines that they had prior to computers. They were called Just-A-Riders. And they were a very new machine at that time. This was in the early 50s, so they were uh, they were pre-computer machines. I worked there for one season. I also, uh, different times, sold Avon in Marceline. These were the only jobs that I really had. Okay. What was your favorite outfit when you were 18? Oh, my goodness. When I was 18, I loved to get dressed up and go out on dates. This usually meant really dressy clothes and high heels. I loved high heels. And I don't remember any particular outfit, but it was dressy whenever I went out on a date. What did you do for entertainment? Like, did you go to movies, skating, dancing, or swimming? After we came to Marceline? Yeah. 
of course, we were married then. We went to the movies quite often. Uh, during the early years of our marriage, there was a, a drive-in movie out at the Highway 36 Junction, 5 and 36, had a drive-in movie, and we often went there. We could put the kids' boys in their pajamas, and when they got tired, they just went to sleep, and then they were ready to be tumbled into bed when we got back home. We did a lot of picnics, uh, went for car rides, just there was not a lot of entertainment to be had at that time. Television was relatively new. We did have a black and white television. Did you go swimming? Yes, we did go swimming. And this was pre-swimming pool days. The country club had a nice swimming area. There was also a clubhouse there which burned down quite a few years ago. But the favorite swimming place was at the country club and all the kids were there. There was a raft out a ways into the water and when they got to where they could swim to the raft, they really thought they were doing something. Did you do any dancing? Louie and I didn't dance in those years. There was, uh, prior to my coming to Marceline, a dance hall downtown above Cater's Drugstore. There was also a dance hall out at Foley's, which was where Roy Cagle's garage is now. And that was kind of the hangout for all the teenagers. They danced, they listened to a jukebox and congregated out there pretty much. What did you do for amusement when you first moved here and how did that change later on through the years? for amusement was pretty much movies, getting out and taking walks, uh, watching the trains. We lived next to the railroad tracks in that big house. The boys and I would go up on the bridge and watch the trains go through. We often saw hobos on the trains. Sometimes they'd be sitting in the boxcars with their feet hanging out or they'd be sitting, kind of hiding down in an open uh, car so that they wouldn't be seen because they technically were not supposed to be on the trains. One time a hobo came to my door and he knocked on the screen. I had the screen hooked and he asked me for a needle and thread. He had torn his trousers and I wouldn't unlock my door but I just poked a needle and thread through the screen and he asked if there was any place he could get some water and I told him there was an outside hydrant and he did get some water to drink. Was there any kind of holiday festivities that went on? We always had Christmas parties of course at the church. We went to the First Baptist Church uh, in the early years, the carnival began to come to Marceline on the 4th of July, and that was a big time. We used to kind of dread that, so Louie and I got to where we would plan to be out of town, usually going to Iowa to my parents during that time. And then finally, when Randy was about eight, he kind of caught on to our strategy, and he said, look, I know what you guys are doing. 
and it isn't going to work anymore. I want to be here for the 4th of July. So that kind of ended that. We had to be here from then on. Do you remember any stories about Walt Disney? Well, I heard lots of stories about Walt Disney. I can't really remember too much. I knew a, an elderly man who was a playmate of Walt Disney's and he used to tell stories about them, but I don't re really remember what they were. I remember when Walt and his wife and Roy and his wife came for the dedication of the elementary school. And of course, Walt donated the flagpole at that time and also playground equipment out at the swimming pool park. Uh, they came and stayed at the home of Rush Johnson and Inez. At that time, their home was the only one in Marceline that was air conditioned, so that kind of gives you an idea of some of the changes that have taken place since then. We were also here at the time of the stamp dedication in honor of Walt Disney, and we were, went and purchased the first issue stamps at that time. How much did it used to cost to mail a letter? Well, of course, when I was a kid, it cost three cents, and for a long time, it was three cents, then it went to five cents, and it has just uh, gone up and up and up since then. But for a long time, all I ever knew when I was a kid was a three cent stamp and a penny postcard. And we often used postcards because they were cheaper than, this, than the uh, letters, because back then a penny really counted quite a bit. How long did it used to take for a letter to get from Marceline to, let's say, Iowa? Well, it was just about as good a service then as we have now, usually three days. Uh, because then the mail would go directly. They didn't send it to a central uh, post office somewhere to be sorted. It was sorted locally and then sent directly to its destination. The service was better in some ways then than it is now. How much did gas used to cost? Gas has run the gauntlet of cost, of course, in my lifetime, but we ran the service station where the MFA service station is now, used to be the B&G, and we owned it for a few years. And at one time, I remember when there was gas war, we sold gas for $15, uh, 15 cents a gallon. Did the trains used to stop in Marceline? Yes, the trains did stop at Marceline. When we first moved here, of course, we lived by the railroad tracks uh, when we bought our own house. And at that time, there were still a few steam engines. And when they would come in from the east or from the north, the railroaders always called it east. They always said the trains ran east and west through here. But when they would come in from the east, they would shut down um, or probably just about Santa Fe Street, and being steam engines, they would belch out all this nasty smoke and ash, and if you had white sheets on the clothesline, you were very unhappy because this ash would get on your laundry, and then you'd have to do it over again. The trains would stop, 
the men had their own, the conductors had their own way cars. The way cars, what we call the caboose. Each conductor was assigned a way car, and it was kind of his home away from home. And they would pull into Marceline, train would stop, switch engine would come in and take the way car off of the incoming conductor. It would bring the way car up then and put it on the back of the train for the conductor who was going from Marceline to Kansas City. This was all done right there, just very close to our house. I would see the trains all changing their, their way cars and their crews. And in those days, everybody, every, all railroaders knew one another. There were no strangers. We were all acquainted because it was just kind of a, a big family of workers. They also had a roundhouse, which was out along the railroad tracks out toward uh, Pioneer. And sometimes the men would go to work out there. In the early years, they went to work out there all the time. Later, they went to work at the depot. But in the early years of us being here, they went out to the roundhouse, and that's where they were that's where the crews actually changed. The engineer would stop the train, stop the engine at the roundhouse, he would get off and the new engineer would get on and they would change the way cars then on uptown by our house. There was also a depot. The depot, of course, is still there, and it, but it's uh, it was very active in those days. There were a lot of people used the trains in those days. I've seen big crowds at the depot, and we rode the train. I rode the train to Iowa numerous times because I could ride free. And uh, one night I remember I had both the boys were little. Stephen was still a babe in arms, and I went up to catch the train, and because of the way it was situated just then. There was going to be a train coming in from the east on the track next to us, and the train I was going to catch going east was on the other track, which meant that we had to get over across the first tracks and stand in between the two trains as they came in. This was not a good situation. I was very frightened because Randy was just little then, and one of the railroaders saw my predicament. He picked Randy up and carried him and held him while this we were in between these two trains. This was not a situation that should ever have happened, and Louis was very unhappy when he found out that they had made us do this. However, it was over and done then. There was also a building next to the depot, just on down um, south, which we call the Beanery. This was a restaurant, and of course passenger trains stopped at Marceline as well. And people often would have time to get off the passenger train and run into the beanery and grab something and take back on the train to eat. They would have sandwiches made up and, and other foods for them to buy and take back with them. It was kind of a common place for us to eat. The food was pretty decent and it was reasonable. We could go up there and Louie and I could get meals for $2 or $2 and a half a piece. Of course, the boys always ate hamburgers and french fries and I doubt if that ever cost even so much as a dollar for each of them. 
but it was a, a good place to eat and was there for many years. So is it easier to like drive a car to where you're going or ride a train? When I went to Iowa, you mean? Yeah, or for anybody back then. Well, of course, for me to go to Iowa, I had to have someone come and meet me at Fort Madison, and it was about 30 miles and back up to my folks. But sometimes I would make that trip. Sometimes Louie would be up there working, and he would meet me and take me on up to my folks. Sometimes my folks would come and meet me. It just depended. We didn't always have a car that was roadworthy to drive to Iowa. It was about a four-hour drive up there then. And of course, with two little kids, that was not always an easy trip either. But it was not always an easy trip on the train with two little kids. And I always told Louie when he was working the trains, if he ever saw a mother with little children that needed help, for goodness sakes, to help her, because it was really a task to take two little kids on a train. Okay, how many banks used to be in town? Um, there was only one bank for many, many years after we moved here. And of course, that was where the bank is downtown now. The, I don't know the name of it, the First Star or whatever it is. That was the only bank for many, many years in Marston. Where did the school used to be located? When we first came here, there were two elementary schools. I don't remember. I believe Park was down where Pringer's grocery store is now. And Central was somewhere over probably in between the high school and the flagpole at Disney. Uh, I can't remember exactly where it was. The high school was where it is now. Your grandpa went to high school there, and your dad and Uncle Steve, of course, but there was an elementary school there, and when your dad and Stephen went to kindergarten, they went to Central School. It was not included in the school system at that time. There was just a lady that they all called Miss Darlene, and she held kindergarten. We paid her to teach the kindergartners. It was not covered under the school system at all. She was just self-employed, and she did a kindergarten for these kids, and it gave them a big boost for going into first grade. I can't remember what she charged. It wasn't very much, but she had a lot of kids. So Park School didn't have kindergarten? No. And that's why the lady chose to do that? Yeah, there was no kindergarten in any of the school system at that time. Kindergarten probably wasn't started for another oh, six or eight years, maybe after that. I don't just remember. What stores or businesses used to be in Marceline but aren't now? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> A bunch. <laughs> Well, I'll just kind of start down Main Street, where Scudero's located now. The building right on the corner was McLaughlin's Furniture Store and Funeral Parlor. There was a small funeral parlor, and then Mr. McLaughlin also had a big 
furniture store there it seemed big to us at the time and they were adjoining side by side and there was a doorway and if it was a big funeral they would fill up the funeral parlor and then they would set up chairs out in the furniture store and any overflow for the funeral would sit out in the furniture store and to attend the funeral. Um, Mr. McLaughlin was a well-known businessman. He used to own the farm just north of us. Uh, he was a very kind man. I remember at one time there was a bedroom set in his window that I fell in love with and we didn't have much money. And finally, your grandfather said, go in and talk to him about it and see if you can make arrangements with him. I went in and as I recall, we paid for that bedroom set, $10 a month until it was paid for. He went ahead and let me bring it home and use it and we paid for it. And he always said, now if you don't have the money this month, it's okay, just wait for next month. He was a kind old fellow. He uh, had a daughter who was retarded. It was a very sad family, but he was very kind. There was a Western Auto store, as I recall, next to him for many years. Um, there was also, uh, I can't, there was an AMP store in that block, grocery store. Um, there was a drug store, and up above the drug stores where the dance hall was, and later the dance hall was changed over to being a roller skating rink. I remember taking Sunday school kids up there for a, for skating parties, but it was upstairs. Um, there were three drug stores when we first came. Um, Elmo's was located below the skating rink. Across the street was Drennan's drugstore, and on down in the next block was Lomar's drugstore. Lomar's had a soda fountain, and that's where a lot of the teenagers would hang out, too, whenever Lomar's were open. You could get a, a good ice cream soda there. Next to Lomar's in that block, it was also what we called Ma Reese's, and that was an ice cream parlor, and she made out-of-this-world ice cream uh, different things with ice cream, dusty millers and malts and shakes and all that stuff and she also made sandwiches. We often went there for lunch. It was just kind of a really neat place to be. Had the little ice cream tables and ice cream chairs and then there were booths and it was just a special place. There was a hardware store close to her there. There was a clothing area, a dry goods store in that block, a jewelry store. Back up on the corner of the block where Drennan's was, was Meyer's clothing store, men's clothing. And it had been a, a landmark in Marceline for many, many years. It burned down along with the drugstore and the dance hall. There was a tremendous fire one day, and I remember seeing it burn. Um, Tillotson's dry goods store burned at a different time on down in the next block. 
course there was Zurchers on down uh, on that side of the street on the same side that Lo uh, Lomar's drugstore was they were a jewelry store Mr. Zurcher had come over I believe from Switzerland he was a watchmaker and of course in those days usually the jewelers also uh, did eye tests and fixed glasses for people we didn't have optometrists in those days so usually the jeweler also did the glasses for people and Mr. Zurcher did that as well on down in the next block was a grocery store, Mr. Downing's grocery store for many years. I remember shopping there. Somewhere on in that block across the street was a another grocery store. It would have been on down in the Walsworth block, the first building. It's been torn down now. But it was a grocery store and that's where your grandpa and grandma your great grandpa and grandma got their groceries, Mr. and Mrs. Birch. And they would just run a bill. Anything they bought would be put on a ticket. And at the end of the month, Grandpa would go in, Great Grandpa would go in with his checkbook and he would pay for the groceries for the month. Your Grandpa always said that was when he smoked cigarettes was as long as he could put them on the bill there. But then when his dad made him quit putting them on the bill, he quit smoking. He didn't want to have to pay for them himself. <laughs> I can't remember what other there was a hotel up um, up the side street behind where Susie's is now there was a big hotel um, I'm not sure what was on the corner where Susie's is now Murray's has always been there ever since I came to Marceline there's been a Murray's store Mr. Murray used to run it when we were first here. On down there was a tavern. Um, of course the theater was here when we first came. It has always been a part of Marceline and then the bank. There was another grocery store on up in the first block, Stanley's grocery store. It was home owned and Tommy Stanley's parents running it and they had a meat market and I often went in remember going in there and buying fresh meat because it, they had nice meat selections um, I don't remember there was a restaurant on up the street then from Stanley's grocery store and that was uh, Bowman's. I'm not sure if that's what it was called at that time or not, but it later moved across the street to where Mom's is now. There were not many restaurants here. People didn't have money to eat out. It was mostly the beanery and Bowman's, I think, was all that was here. There were no, no, quit, no fast food restaurants as we know them now. Nothing. Um, the first one that came was a Mr. Swiss out where Regional Bank is now. That was a drive-in. There was also across the street, Louis Stello had a higher beer stand, and that was neat. We could go there and get sandwiches. He had hamburgers and stuff like that. Those were the forerunners of the fast foods as we think of them now. How did all those grocery stores stay running with people not having very much money? Well, they were 
small stores. They were little family-owned stores. And they all have different things? Well, they all pretty much had the same thing, but just different people went to different ones. They were small. They were not nearly the scale that they are now, so they, they did, it didn't take as much for them to live. Okay, where did the churches used to be located? And was there more than one church for each denomination? Well, the Christian church was always there. That was where Louis went to church as a kid, and his parents always went there. Um, down on Gracious Street. The Methodist church was on the corner where it is now. Uh, First Baptist was where it is now. Bethany had not been built. New Hope had not been built. The little church over across the street from Bethany did not exist when we came to Marceline. Um, when we first came to Marceline, the old hospital was running full tilt. It was just back of where we lived there on Gracious Street, and they had three or four doctors. They did a lot of surgery there. It was a very active hospital uh, late into town. But the Seventh-day Adventist Church was here at that time. I think that's about all that was here. Methodist and Christian and Baptist and Seventh-day Adventist. Is the Seventh-day one the one that used to be by the overhead bridge? Or was no, that still that, there? that was a... Was that Assembly of God? Yes, I believe that was the Assembly. And it was there, that's right. It was there when we came here. That's very true. I forgot about it. How many banks were there? Just the one, just the one, and it was uh, probably First Bank of Marceline or something like that for many years, but it was the only one for many years. There was a, a savings and loan uh, over on the corner where, let's see, who's it, well, where regionals building is now there was a savings and loan right in there not right on the corner but up a little ways and that was Jack Rand and he was one of the early fathers of Marceline too they loaned money for real estate they had savings and and uh, all like that but they were not a bank like the other one was have you thought of any other buildings that used to be there but no longer exist Yes, I think of two especially. One was an old brick and concrete jail that was over behind our big house there on Gracious Street. It was just a little, looked to be, I was never in it, but it looked to be, to be a little one-room building. And uh, the police station used it. It was actually used as a jail. We would know at different times that they had people locked up there. Uh, it didn't amount to much and it was eventually torn down. Another building that 
was in existence when we came directly across Gracious Street from our apartment house was a little barber shop. A man ran it for many years uh, as a barber shop and then he closed it up and at one time a young couple moved in there and used it for a home. They lived there. Uh, this was not very desirable because there was no bathroom facilities there and they tended to just go out back and finally the police made them move. On down the street uh, where Mervyn Jones's garage has been for many years was a Ford dealership. Uh, Smith Ford was over in Marceline then rather than at Brookfield. It was the Smith that Leon Smith, who uh, runs the one, is the father of the one at Brookfield. They had a Ford dealership, and then on down on the corner on Main Street in that same block was a Chevrolet dealership. So Marceline used to have uh, some pretty booming businesses. Well, thank you for your time. You're welcome.